Babu Sinyoni, welcome to the African Tech Roundup. Hi, Andile. How are you? I'm awesome, dude. Nice to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, quick disclaimer, you and I have worked together before, haven't we? Yes, we have. <laughs> so you're a really, really talented, um, uh, I want to call you a, a digital specialist, because I think you, you span a number of different um, uh, uh, creative specialties in the digital space, so I don't want to box you. Yeah, I do um, try to diversify. Yeah, try to do it. <laughs> it's really good to keep diversified. We were just talking off uh, off mic just now about how how you became so diversified, and I follow you on Snapchat. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing that, given how Instagram just dropped a bomb on everyone. <laughs> it's I'm, okay, you stay on Snapchat. It's okay. Do I stay? Uh, is, should I stay on Snapchat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stay. Ah, okay, <laughs> cool. Because I'm quite enjoying uh, the 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 new Instagram vibe, but I, I I still see the room for Snapchat to stay. But that's a that's a debate for another day. Uh, but what I noticed following you on Snapchat, as people are free to do, um, yeah. is that you stay up quite late, man. Is this am yes, I getting I old? Uh, <laughs> what the heck? Like you don't seem to get enough sleep, and yet. When I look at your body of work and the stuff you put out on a regular, I can't, I can't understand how you, 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 know, you fit in so much, so little sleep and, and still get so much done. Um, yeah, I think I'd put it to what happened in 2014, 2015. I decided to just like branch out of my career and focus more on digital. So what that included um, ultimately was a lot of late nights of just like learning and, and also like working as well. So I started sleeping at 4 a.m. every single night, like on weeknights and waking up at seven and my body just got used to the cycle of three hours of sleep so yeah and what was that about was that uh you intentionally testing the limits of what you're able to do or i know you know ryan leslie the, the artist yeah, yeah, yeah come startup founder i mean he's he's big on sleeping only just you know so many hours to maximize you know what he can um, do with himself and that what, what was the mindset around that out of interest for me it was mostly that um, your body gets accustomed to certain cycles of sleep. So we're taught like eight hours of sleep is necessary and that's what your body needs. Um, ultimately, yes, you, you will need eight hours to like, properly function, but there's a point at which you can stretch your body to only get by on certain hours of sleep and still function 100% properly without the need for caffeine or something. I do think at some point, though, you'd want to revert back to a normal cycle. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I get to achieve so much with this cycle, so I'm, I'm good. That was just a, a fun detour we've just taken. But um, there's something else you've been doing with the, what, 21 hours you are you're wide awake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you've been dabbling with AI, which is really why yeah. I have you on the show. Yeah. Tell me about the stuff you've been doing in that space. Which aspects of what you already knew uh, or, or your, your skill set in the digital space you leveraged to make that leap? Um, so for me, AI essentially is an extension of design. Um, I, I focus a lot on design. It could be design of like words or pictures, but AI in, in the data space, that's, so for me, it's the design of data, like what you do with it and um, what poetry you write with a set of values. So I, I started getting excited with um, AI when I saw the possibilities of what we could achieve, um, yeah silly enough on like social media if you could have like bots that for example interact with consumers and and serve them back like very specific things that felt tailored to them even though um the bot itself was written um to react to those and um 
I did something recently for an alcohol brand, which was around the UEFA Champions League final. And this was a bot that interacted with consumers and allowed them to have soccer banter while they watched the UEFA Champions League final. And it felt authentic. Of course, we have the disclaimer that this is actually not really a person, but it felt authentic to the consumer. And it was also very pleasing for them to have real-time responses from a world-class brand. Did this interest grow organically or do we have your working for a, a rather reputable agency to thank for you know the direction you took with that? Um, I would say it's it's yeah almost equal parts mm. um i'm by nature very very curious so i'm always looking for um what's the new new and also at the agency i work at right now we push a lot of um remarkable thinking we we don't play it safe at all so i guess working in the space that nurtures that nature of thinking it helped in in a part um in my gravitation towards artificial intelligence I suppose neither you or I are qualified to have like these super PhD level debates <laughs> about AI. Yes. But I do think uh, it does make for an interesting discussion nonetheless, because ultimately we're the type of folks, the ordinary everyday type folks, yes, yes. Um, AI is is poised to sort of either add value to or, you know, basically change our lives forever. In yes. your view, like what, where is it all going? Um and let let me put to you some a few things that that are sort of topical at the moment. Uh, you've right. got our banks in in South Africa who are all scrambling to to figure out ways to harness AI. I mean, we've seen press releases of, of Bank X, Bank Y saying, "Hey, we've got some AI like yeah. running, you know, helping our clients and that kind of thing." So you've got the, these hype heavy applications that we're seeing in that space. Then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got Elon Musk and his. Yeah. And his Tesla company his ambitions, yes. and his ambitions to sort of, you know, change the world as we know it. Like, where do you see things going, say, in the next five years in terms of how AI might be a part of our everyday life? All right. Um, so, like I said earlier, my perception of AI is that it is data designed. And the thing with design is good design is invisible. The moment you notice that it is present, then it wasn't really designed well. So... Um, if I look at AI, I think, you know, when people start using Photoshop and they just start like putting like drop shadows and everything, put like all these effects and it's <laughs> yeah. very shouty, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, when they hone these skills, they get to a level where you don't notice the process that went behind the art. And AI will get to this point where it will seamlessly integrate to our everyday lives without people noticing it. And that's, that's where I'm placing my faith in. I know we're going to get to that point in AI where we don't have to be shouting about, um, oh, this will do this if you do that, where you're living your life and you don't really notice that there's all these processes that are automating and streamlining your very existence for you behind the scenes. So in some respect, I mean, in terms of brands latching on to this trend, we should start to see it trending organically on Twitter or other places where conversations happen, as opposed to the brands themselves going to market with, hey, we're using AI. Yes, 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 you know, that, yeah. is, that, is that basically what you're saying? My perception of it is that right now, while brands will tell you that they've got a, a chat bot that can give you the FAQs and if all you have to do is like tweet a hashtag, um, what will happen? Because currently we're tapping into an existing behavior, which is like conversation and stuff for that specific um, execution of AI. What will happen is in the future, you won't think of the platform. You won't think of the fact that this is a chat bot. What you will see is 
this is what I want and this is how I am getting it. Right, right. It's just going to be like the seamless exactly. interaction you're having with what might feel like a human being, but probably won't be. Exactly. So, okay, so let's talk about like some of the more sinister aspects of AI as a concept, as this broader concept, yeah. um, a la Isaac Asimov, you know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's quite interesting that Elon Musk, uh, you know, who I'll continue to reference just because he's doing so many interesting things. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's lots visible. of amazing Africans and, and, and people around the world doing interesting things around AI, um, perhaps less, less glamorous than trying to get cars to drive themselves. Yeah. But um, I think he's just a, a, a sort of top line example of how life changing, potentially yeah. life changing applications of AI might be. It's yeah. interesting to me that he's constantly quoted as as being in equal parts excited about the trend, but also worried about what, what it might be. What are some of the more concerning issues, having worked on something even perhaps as uh, consumer-focused as a, a UEFA campaign, um, that you've identified or you might start to worry about now that you've sort of dabbled with the power of AI? So with AI, there's I would say there's like three levels to it. So you have like the most basic form of AI, which is you um, you teach something like a specific set of values and it recognizes those. And then you get to like a more like intermediate level where you have this application that knows these values and also knows how to react to them. It might get a little deeper with like machine learning where it will then extrapolate beyond what you've taught it initially, right? And then you have um, a much, much deeper level of AI, which is like actual artificial intelligence, where you have a totally autonomous um, application that believes in its own sentience. That's where it gets scary. We are a couple of years away, actually, I would say decades away from actually reaching a point where we have a piece of software. I hope I don't get quoted for saying this. We <laughs> well, you are on digital. Through. You are on digital tape, sir. <laughs> so if it happens next year, we'll be like, ah, this guy. <laughs> yeah, he was so but, off the mark. No, but, but it's yeah. also it's, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's quite interesting how I, I think maybe the the um, uh, digital publishing, as it were, digital media allows us to sort of um, be okay with. Um, just sharing our views, and if they're wrong, yeah. they're wrong. We don't mind. <laughs> we, heck, we'll use the sound clip uh, and have you back on the show, and, and <laughs> uh, you know, to correct it. You know, no problem. That's my actual strategy. I'm just going to make all these predictions, and you bring me back to the studio and see what sticks, and see what sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. So we're actually, we're, we're quite far from um, from the public's idea of what artificial intelligence is. What we have right now is just a few variations of. Um, machine learning and just basic AI, but yeah, um, deep AI would would be. I, I think it's scary to everyone, even those who are pushing for it right now, because once you have something that is totally autonomous from you, it's literally almost like I will localize this for for my industry. It's like giving a, a fresh, like an intern, a, a brand's um, social media page, and it's like <laughs> a world class brand. They're like, cool, you can work on this on the weekend, like you will freak out as a brand because you have no power over what it is that they post. And at the same time, um, looking over to, to our AI example, if you have no say at all um, and are not controlling the outcomes, there's every reason to be scared. I think really at, at the heart of what I see as most concerning for me is the fact that you, you mentioned, you know, when you, you, you talked about the different tiers of AI, the very first thing you said was, 
um, I think you use the word values in, in, yeah. in your definition. I think that's where the problem is. This idea that, say, you buy this car in the case of a Tesla or any other car that has, um, you know, some form of AI running it. And because you're its owner, it's no doubt uh, programmed to protect you at, at, at any cost, you know, yeah. prevent you, you know, smashing into things or, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But let's assume that the only way it could do that is you know you're driving along and you you know it sees like three little girls crossing the street and the only way it could save you it has to make a decision <sighs> say the car had to make a decision between yeah. saving these three little girls yeah. or saving you it might it might prioritize you simply because you're its owner you know because those are the exactly. values that have been inputted you know what i mean and and it might not make what might what some people might consider the right moral decision which is to save the yeah. three little girls you know what i'm saying true and in 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 your context um given the, the project you did uh, around your campaign what sort of things in that space do you do you have to grapple with you know on a practical level so um just uh, actually like there's a funny story behind that campaign regardless of its success um about a month before we pitched the idea of that campaign i gave a presentation to the agency on um how bad the internet is and um my last segment was on ai and of course i touched on microsoft's Tabot and stuff and people were generally shook after that presentation they thought really the internet people still, still say that the internet sorry people still say that the internet is a bad place and so to then come back and say, hey, uh, we made this Twitter bot for this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what so, was, why um, were you making that presentation, though? What point were you making? We're just looking at um, social media fails by brands. And so the part on artificial intelligence, which I was, I was going to get to, is that with, um, with AI, you have to close the loop as the creator or the brand, um, especially when it comes to, um, I'm not sure actually how far you can go with autonomous applications and at the same time just like curtail the efforts because you have to close the loop and ensure that ultimately you as either the creator or the brand have final say. So Microsoft Tay failed because they let consumers close that loop. They let them, for example, tell the bot to regurgitate something that they just said and this is where you get um articles about that the bot turned racist whereas it literally <laughs> just said something that someone told it to say so um, i'm sure there should be measures that are being taken right now for those who are working on artificial intelligence and its possibilities to have a, a fail switch of sorts like a fallback that definitely you as the creator um will have an autocratic um, directive outside of everything, outside of every single function that you're programmed for. Listening to you, I get this vivid recollection of like several movies I've watched where the Dude. hero, where the hero's <laughs> like journey is into the heart of the computer where he has to pull a plug <laughs> or <laughs> throw in a nuclear bomb to like, because <laughs> the fail switch didn't work. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, also, um, when you're talking about that um, preservation of consumer by like a tesla car for example mm. i remember this episode of night rider where kit had to battle this other version of himself which was like 100 percent autonomous like did not need a driver at all yeah um so ultimately that other car crashed because they played chicken on this like narrow road and um this car crashed because it was built on self-preservation oh. so whereas kit was able to like um, to go as far 
as to almost smash into the other car that car ultimately was built to preserve itself so yeah what? that's another <laughs> that is a, that's quite an episode sure that was a yeah, that's a bit that's like um that's serious futurism right <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, such an old series is. you're such an old series yeah um sure yeah ultimately yeah with with artificial intelligence to be honest the possibilities are endless um i was looking at an article where the startup is looking at helping farmers farm better by using um image recognition and data sets such as like weather and climate within the area to allow farmers to essentially outsource their management of the farm to us to a piece of software and I think there's there's lots of things that are possible as well in Africa. If you look outside of the shouty space that AI is currently, yeah. there's lots of... Well, it's all consumer at the moment. It's all it's big brands saying, hey, look at what we're it's, doing with this. You know? Look at my bot. Literally, that's what, we, that's what we're doing right <laughs> now. We're all bot. in the bathroom. Look at Check my bot. Check my bot. <laughs> exactly. Um, but in topography and all that, there's, there's lots of possibilities outside of the shouty space. Yeah. I'm I'm also just thinking even in the in the health tech space I'm sure there are tons of yes, potential there's, there's tons, applications. Yeah. I suppose the only sad thing is that um uh the likelihood of them be, being developed is linked to how commercially viable to profit, they are. As yes, well. yes, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. yeah. We've we've often knocked brands in in what you call the shouty space yeah. um you know making big meals of what they're doing in terms yeah, of AI. Yeah. It's really fun to speak to someone who's been uh, involved in those, in a, you know, in a, in, in a relatively <laughs> successful campaign in that space, yes. but also someone who, who seems to have a, a decent grasp of what the potential of this, of this sort of technology and innovation is outside of that. Yeah. What, what are you most excited about? What are you most hopeful for? You mentioned the farming thing. What are you most hopeful or most excited to see come to the fore in terms of the application of AI? If I look at the shortcomings of African like development currently compared to other continents, I would say like food production and health are the most important. And I know there's so much that we can do with artificial intelligence and automation in that space. You won't see it definitely on a billboard or as an ad, but um, it will definitely improve the lives of millions of people across the continent. What are you planning to do next? Uh, what skill set within the sort of digital you know, tech space are you interested in, in picking up and dabbling with? Nick. So um, I'm looking into machine learning now, which um, which sounds very similar to AI, but actually is it's a much deeper understanding of AI and is um, is a more applicable medium. So outside of just teaching um, a piece of software to react to X, you are relinquishing the the hands-on direction that you would in in traditional AI. And allowing the application for brands that care about the communities in which they, they thrive. Wow, that sounds really, really exciting. Well, more power to you. Where can people find you and your work? Because I could plug you all day, but really your work does speak for itself. And uh, I'd like people to, to, to follow it and that kind of thing. Where, where can people find your work? I would say um, you can go to the most curated space is vavusignoni.com and um my linkedin i think every other platform is going to be very chaotic and not really an accurate portrayal of what i do okay so that's babu sinyoni that's b-a-b-u-s-i surname nyoni n-y-o-n-i well done it's been a pleasure chatting with you and um thank you for having me Andile. yeah absolutely let's do this again cool let's